God bless you. This is Pastor Paul from the Way Family Church. We welcome you to our podcast, Keeping It Real. Uh, we want to invite you to tune into this uh, podcast uh, any chance you get. Every week, we're going to be re uh, putting up new new teachings, new questions, new, new answers. We also want to encourage you to uh, watch us live on Facebook and, and interact there. You can put up questions there as well. So we are going to be doing this, answering your questions. So be thinking uh, of good Bible questions. Maybe there's something that you've, that you've never been able to get answered. Uh, I may not be able to answer it, but we will try our best or point you to someone that can. So just to let you know that, that we have this broadcast and we want you to tune in and let everybody know that we're here. Keeping it real. God bless you. Hello everyone, this is Pastor Paul of the Way Family Church and we are here with Keeping It Real uh, live on, on Facebook and uh, I love doing this program, uh, sharing with you because that's, that's what I do. That's what God has given me the grace to do and so I, I, I love uh, doing this and uh, so I love being with you. We love to get some feedback from you maybe if you have some questions. Uh, we're, today we're going to be talking uh, about the area of why Satan fights tongues so much and um, what is it that, he, that he's afraid of uh, uh, and we'll, we'll get into that in, in a moment. I want to say hello to, to our friends out in San Bernardino. I got uh, my son uh, Philip Michael out there in uh, Kansas and uh, Candy Enriquez over there in uh, uh, beautiful Pasadena where I was born at and uh, just different family members and friends uh, uh, the family uh, church family from the way world outreach we love you we love uh, everybody there and the whole body of Christ were one big army of God and so uh, very 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 powerful what God is doing on on the earth today and we are excited about what God is doing and what God is doing in your life and God's plan for your life why don't we begin in a word of prayer and we'll get into some scriptures and just uh, uh, talk about submit some ideas to you of where we're coming from and and maybe uh, give you something to think about uh, Father, we thank you, God, and we invite you, come, Lord, in our midst. We acknowledge you. We acknowledge, oh God, that you're here. We acknowledge that, that you are the spirit of wisdom. You, you are the Holy Spirit, that you lead us, you guide us into all truth. You're the spirit of revelation that reveals to us uh, secrets, God, answers to our questions, direction for our lives, God. Breakthrough in prayer. You are on the move, God, and we love you and we thank you that you've included us, what you're doing on the earth today in, in 2019, all over the world. So, so, Lord, we thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to, before I even get started, I want to encourage you, you know, that if you're one of these folks uh, that don't pray in tongues, um, you don't have to, but... Um, there you're missing out on a big blessing i, I realize that there's some people that I, we have to be careful uh, with, with um, 
praying in, in tongues, you that want your friends to pray in tongues, because sometimes we like force it on people. You know, we're, we, we want them to get it so bad. And, and so we kind of scare people away sometimes. I think when we, you know, we, I'm not leaving the room till you speak in tongues, you know, we, and, and we make feel, people feel uncomfortable. And so I think, uh, but yet on the other hand, we should speak in tongues. We should pray in the spirit because the Bible talks about it. And the question that, that we have tonight, uh, and we'll deal with more questions as they come is, is why is uh, tongues fought against so much. I think there might be some people watching that maybe you, you, you kind of have a take it or leave it attitude where, where tongues are concerned. Maybe you're one of these people that haven't prayed in tongues for years, you know, or, or maybe um, you, you, you kind of take the, the, um, the diet approach to, to speaking in tongues. What I mean by that is that sometimes people start diets, uh, usually on, on, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, uh, start um, diets on, on Monday, but by Friday, it's all done with. You know, you might get on the treadmill uh, on Monday, you're doing good, but do, being on the treadmill on Monday won't help you Wednesday if you're not on it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And that's the way it is with tongues. You pray in tongues for a few minutes, a few, few seconds, and then you move on. You're not going to get much out of it if that's all you do. Uh, it's not that you're not doing the right thing. You're just not doing it enough. And anything, whether it's, uh, you know, anything meaningful, bodybuilding, diets, or whatever, you have, it, ha it has to uh, be more than just a fad. And I like to put things this way. It, it needs to be a lifestyle. It, this needs to be the way that we live. Christianity is not a hobby. I know that sometimes we, we, we put our Christianity in a box. On Sunday, we're holy, but then our entertainment during, during the week is maybe not so holy, maybe the music that we listen to. And, and so we wouldn't listen to that music in front of the pastor. We wouldn't listen to that music in front of a, you know, uh, from our Catholic friends, you know, sister so-and-so or father so-and-so uh, in front of them. But we kind of put God in a box and, and so we, we, we got our holy side, and then we got our worldly side. And, uh, and really, that's not a lifestyle. A lifestyle is, you know what? I'm gonna live in God's presence no matter where I'm at, no matter who I'm with. I'm living in God's presence. This is the way I live. It's going back to the Bible. It's going back to, the, to, to basics. It's going back to the way they lived in the book of Acts. However how they lived, however dedicated they were, that's how dedicated we need to be. And I know that sometimes uh, I might uh, scare people a little bit because I, I'm really a fanatic. I'm, I'm really, um, I, I just know that that was so much um, in the world, so many distractions uh, that if you're not, uh, if your mind is not made up that I'm gonna go forward with the Lord, I don't care what happens, I'm gonna stand on a rock and I'm in and I'm not coming out of the things of God. Uh, you have to make up your mind. Um, so, anyways, why is tongues fought against so much? Now, here's something that you may not have thought about with speaking in tongues. Now, we already know from Jude that it builds you up, and so it's you build you up. First uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 15 says that you 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 edify yourself, you embolden yourself, so you make yourself strong when when you pray in the spirit. 
but also because the gift of tongues is such a threat. Why does Satan fight it so much? Because it's a threat to Satan's kingdom. And we're going to talk about why. Anything that is a threat to Satan's kingdom, he'll fight. And I tell you who else fights against the tongues? It's our flesh. Maybe that's why we don't pray in tongues more than 30 seconds. Is or it, 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 Is it more like an embarrassment or is it our flesh that we're being judged? Or what, what, what would that flesh be? Well, that's a good question. I'm talking about in private, so we're not talking about in front of other people. I'm talking about like in our prayer closet. Somebody says, I'm going to pray in tongues. And you may be praying in tongues and you thought you prayed in tongues for 15 minutes. And man, it's got to be a half hour and you look at your watch, it's only been two minutes. Oh man, I got 18 more minutes to go. And it, it, that's the flesh. That's the flesh and the mind. If our mind isn't being entertained, it's, it's hard. Our flesh of our flesh. See, praying in tongues is not for the flesh and it's not for the mind. Paul said, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. So sometimes... I think we forget that not only are we in warfare against the powers of darkness, folks, we are also in warfare against our own flesh, right? You know, the Bible says in, in Galatians 5, somewhere around 19, 18 in there, Galatians 5, that the flesh is warring against the spirit and the spirit is warring against the flesh and they're, they're antagonistic towards each other. And praying in tongues is diametrically opposed to the flesh so the flesh will fight us uh, and then also the enemy will fight us but listen to this thought this is what I was thinking about today that in warfare I remember when when the Iraqi war was the war in Iraq was going on um, back in I think it was the um, when was that in the 90s um, Anyways, whenever, whatever it was, I remember Fox News, that, that's when it was in the news every night. This is when uh, George Bush was president. The Gulf War? Yeah, the Gulf War. Yeah. Um, I'm not a good historian tonight, so I don't got the dates on that. It wasn't all that long ago. Because I remember watching them talking to one of the um, commanders, and he was saying, whoever has the best intelligence has an advantage. And uh, America has always been, we've been blessed with good intelligence. And uh, so I want to bring that thought here. In warfare, whoever has the best intelligence has a, a distinct advantage. You might say, well, what does intelligence have to do with, with praying in tongues? Well, that's how we get downloads from the Holy Spirit when we pray in the Spirit. So praying in tongues uh, gives you access into that divine intelligence. And so, for instance, it says here in 1 Peter chapter 5, and this, this is some really, really, really serious stuff in terms of the enemy that, that, that you and I wrestle against. Uh, think of the battles that you went through to today. You were attacked today. I was attacked today. The enemy attacks our minds. Uh, which is nothing wrong with, with being attacked. It's normal to be attacked. But um, I think we, I'm not, I think, I know, we put ourselves at a disadvantage when we're not ready. It's okay for Satan to attack us as long as we are prepared. Jesus said, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. Tomorrow, you're going to have tribulation. I'm going to have tribulation. We're going to be tempted. We're going to be tested. 
There's nothing worse than being tempted and tested and attacked when you're not ready. You, well, and I think that, that correlates great with the military aspect too, is military train all the time. I was listening to uh, a podcast with a former SEAL and he was talking about going to war and he said that at least 90% of the time that he was in the service, he was training and preparing for 5 to 10% of actual battle time. And those 5 and 10% were super intense, but 90% of it was gathering information, was scouting, was getting approval, getting just prepared for that battle. And they trained for everything. Mm -hmm. They trained for as many scenarios as they could possibly go in because each place was different. So they had to study up on each each uh, mission that they went on. They had to study the terrain. They had to study the enemy that they were going after or defending from. They had to find everything. They had to, to learn everything about it mm-hmm. before they took that 5% and went into battle. Yeah. Praying in tongues goes along perfectly uh, with what Ryan is saying because praying in tongues is preparing. And so some, there might be somebody that watches and says, man, this Christian walk is really hard, man. I've, I've, man, the devil's after me. I'm just getting whipped on. Maybe you're not preparing. Maybe, maybe you're not, maybe you're not in, in, in the word the way you should be. When it comes to the Bible, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah or Job, I think, no, it's Job. He says, thy words were found, one of the two, thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy word was, was, was my food. There's another verse that says, I esteem your precepts more than my necessary meat. We've got to be so hungry for the word. It's the word in prayer. It's the word in prayer. I've been a believer for a number of years, um, and there were Christians that were stronger than me, more qualified than me. They had it more, at least in my own opinion, they had it, they, they were Christians longer than I was. Um, some of them are either dead or not even serving the Lord. And um, I made up my mind when, when, I, when I first became a Christian, I, I, uh, I came into a, a wonderful fellowship in, in Pasadena called, called Fellowship Vine uh, with, uh, with my pastor, Pastor Nick Kadena. And uh, we, had, we had wonderful services. And I saw this army that was being raised up in Pasadena back, back in the early, early 80s. And then I noticed that some of them at different times would disappear. Where's so-and-so at? Where's so-and-so at? And they would say, well, they went back to the world. I didn't know what going back to the world was, but it happened, it happened. It, it happened to ministers, it happened to different people. And that's when I made up my mind. I knew that, 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 that they had failed in the, prayer, in the prayer arena. Prayer, if you get anything out of this, out of this teaching, it, learn and receive that prayer is non-negotiable. 
praying in tongues. I mean, you can only pray about so much till finally you run out of things to pray for. That's when you should kick in. You should pray in English with all you should pray for your family, for your for your president, for 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 the the things that concern you. Then after that, you should bathe it in tongues and let 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 the Lord give you because the Bible says in the amplified that if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit with the aid of the Holy Spirit prays in me. And so that's why I have been a believer by God's grace all those years. God has kept me because I made up my mind that I was going to my life was going to be a life of prayer. I want to read to you uh, a verse from 1 Peter chapter 5. And and I know that th this program is theming on warfare. Listen to this verse. It says, be, be sober, this is how to amplify, 1 Peter 5.8. Be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Ouch. Be alert. Notice that. Be alert. Tomorrow, to, tonight, the enemy already has a strategy for your life. I'm not trying to, to scare anybody. I'm not trying to, we're not hunting demons, and we're not, you know, looking if there's a demon there and a demon there. But it's a fact. Satan hates your guts, and he has a, a, an evil strategy worked against you. He knows your weaknesses. He knows my weaknesses. He, he's already got it worked out. He's already got the word out to his commandos, these certain demons. And so that's why the Bible says, be alert, because we are in warfare. Be alert and cautious at all times. Does God want us to have fun? You betcha. Should we, you know, be enjoy life? Yes, we should. But at the same time, we're like uh, we're never off duty. But sometimes you hear stories of heroes of of, of our law enforcement. An off duty officer was at a scene, and he and and something came down, and he happened to be there. He went into action. He because you're never off. If you're a believer, you're never off. You're always on duty. And I'm always on duty. Well, it's, kind of, it's kind of like firemen and, and policemen and the SWAT team. It's like their little pagers go off and it's go time. Yeah. When the alarm goes off. It's time to it's time to get suited and booted. And and it's the same way being a Christian. It's like you never know when somebody needs prayer. Yeah. And I, I think that. Explain what intercessory prayer is. Intercessory prayer is um, a, one person praying for another. I was reading the verse. It actually is in the 16th chapter of uh, of Numbers. I was I'm in the book of Numbers this week. I think it's the 16th chapter. Uh, <clears throat> let me see here. Um, I want to read a verse if it pops up. Numbers chapter 16, it says that Aaron, because a plague had, had broken out, and we're talking about intercessory prayer for a moment, it said, and Aaron took Moses' command and ran in the midst of the congregation. This is Numbers 16, 47 and 48. Aaron ran in the midst of the congregation, and behold, the plague had begun among the people. And he put incense. Incense is a type of prayer. He put incense and made atonement for the people. Listen to this verse, verse 48. And he stood between the dead and the living. The living and the dead. 
the living, if there's nobody standing in the middle, the living are going to fall into that slope of death. We, you and I are the intercessors. We stand between the living and the dead. And so that, that, that's a beautiful verse. I just love that. He stood between the living, uh, the living and the dead. So an intercessor is, is somebody who's, who stands in the gap. And I, and I know that sometimes that, almost most times when you're doing intercessory prayer, you don't know who you're praying for. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to pray for. Sometimes it just comes on you and God speaks to you and says, pray about this, pray about that. And then sometimes that's when the Holy Spirit just takes over and that's where you pray in tongues. Yeah. It's because you don't know what you're praying for or who you're praying for. And and that's where that power of the tongues come through. Yeah. And then you might get confirmation days later. Like, hey, at this time, three o'clock in the morning, I woke up and I was in such pain. And then you find out at three o'clock in the morning is when your intercessory prayer kicked in. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was for. Yeah. It, it, you, you heard the alarm yeah. to get suited and booted. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's what intercessory prayer, it's, it's, it's standing in the gap for um, people. You may have had this experience where maybe you were praying in other tongues and, um, or in prayer and, and somebody just pops across your mind. Could be that person is the person that you're praying for. Uh, and it, so by coincidence, that day, you see that exact person. That's happened to me a number of times. I'm sure it's happened to you. So a lot of times things happen when we're praying in the spirit. We said last week, there's nothing spectacular necessary necessarily in, in that revelation of that you're praying for somebody but there's no coincidence because you happen to see that person that day or a week later and you hadn't even thought about that person or seen that person for months and then they came up in your mind and you ran, you ran into that person because when you were praying, the Holy Spirit had them on his mind and he, he prayed for them through you. And so that's, that's, that's the beauty of praying in other tongues. Listen to this verse here in Proverbs 22, verse 3. This verse right here is actually quoted twice in the book of Proverbs. It's in, it's in Proverbs 22, 3, and in Proverbs 27, 12. The same exact verse. It says, uh, listen to this verse. It says, a prudent man foresees the evil. Let's stop there for a moment. There's some evil that God wants to show you that is coming your way. Because it says, foresees. In other words, God wants you to see the evil ahead of time. He wants you, we were talking earlier, being prepared. So God will show you. Sometimes God will even give you a dream. I mean, God speaks in so many, many, many ways. But it says, a prudent man foresees the evil. Now, what does he do? This is interesting. A lot of times we think, I'm going to confront evil. I'm going I'm I'm to cuss the devil out. I'm going I'm I'm to quote scriptures to the devil. I'm, you know, there might be some devils you might not be ready for. There might be some devils I might not be ready for. They, may not, they might be a, a warfare that doesn't involve you, that, that, that you shouldn't have anything to do with. 
talking about sometimes people go minister where they shouldn't minister and they end up falling into sin. A prudent man foresees the evil. What does he do? Does he confront it? No, it says he hides himself. See, see, sometimes God will show you evil when you pray to warn you, you better, you better position yourself so that you're not around anywhere around that evil. You don't confront it, you, you go the other way. God's warning you. But the simple pass on and are punished. So sometimes people, what does that mean? That means that sometimes the simple are people that God tried to warn, but they weren't sober, they weren't cautious at all times, and they ran into that evil and that evil took them out. That evil hurt them. So that's Proverbs 22, verse three. Uh, and then again in, in 27, 12, I'm gonna read it again because I, I think it's so good, believe it's so good. A prudent man foresees the evil. God wants to show you evil sometimes ahead of time. And the reason why he wants to show you is to warn you so that you can go in a different direction. I won't take the time to read this, but read this on your own. This is 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 8 through 12. This has to do with when Israel was at war with Syria, and Syria was making plans to attack Israel. But God would, would, would reveal what, that, what the enemy's strategy was to Elisha. And then Elisha would go and tell the king, hey, they're planning to attack you over here tomorrow or at the end of the week. Don't go there. Don't go there. Camp over here. And so that happened two or three times. It happened a number of times. And, and, and so it goes on to say, it says this happened several times. And the king of Syria was puzzled. He said, somebody there, we must have a traitor in our group. He called together his uh, officers and demanded, which of you is a traitor? How is Israel finding out what my strategy is? Who has been informing the king of Israel about my plans? See, sometimes God will let you in on Satan's plans. And so that's what was happening there, so that, so that you can make an adjustment. And they said, it's not us, sir. One of the officers replied, Elisha, the prophet, he's he tells the king of Israel even the words you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. So that is what we call a word of knowledge. Um, so that's one reason why we should pray in tongues and one reason why Satan hates tongues is because not only does it build you up, not only does it help you to make intercession for people, but God can reveal the strategies of Satan. A prudent man foresees the evil. You might be taking, wanting, planning to take a trip. Now we're not, God doesn't want us to live in fear, but when God, God, when, when God speaks to you, I've heard of people uh, that, that God said, don't take that flight. And so they didn't take that flight and that flight crashed, that plane crashed. It, it's, it's happened a number of times and I've heard different testimonies over the years. God will warn you. He'll warn you. So that 
take that and um, some of you have probably had dreams and different or sometimes God can warn you through people sometimes God can give somebody else a dream and they can come to you and say I had a dream about you and and so we need we need to pay attention to those dreams we need to test everything I'm not saying that we believe everything but at the same time we need we need we need to say you know God might be warning us and we need to take these things in prayer I want to read to you one final verse in John chapter 16 uh, verse 13 this is out of the New King James it says however when he the spirit of truth has come it says he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he the holy spirit hears so the holy spirit is hearing what Jesus is telling them in heaven Whatever the Holy Spirit hears, he's going to speak that to you. So the Holy Spirit is getting a download as it were from Jesus, then the Holy Spirit will give you a download. So it says whatever he hears, he's going to speak it to you. And then listen to this part. He will show you things to come. The Holy Spirit knows the future. And sometimes God will reveal the future to you to warn you or to prepare you in some way. And so as we pray in tongues, uh this is just a wonderful wonderful thing uh to have happen. Is when you're praying in the spirit um in uh God you you sometimes God God will show you things. Sometimes God will show you faces. Uh sometimes God will bring something to your remembrance. Uh Um, a, a prayer that I pray uh, uh, is, you know, God, if I've let anything slip, bring it to my remembrance. Bring it to my remembrance. There's a scripture in Hebrews. It says, "We ought to give them more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip." You want to know one of the one of the big sins uh, in the body of Christ? is the sin of neglect. The Bible talks about how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation. And sometimes if we neglect to pay attention, if we neglect to heed the warnings God speaks and we put it aside, we take it lightly. When it comes to the things of the spirit, we can't take them lightly. And so basically we ought to be take them or earnest heed to the things which we have heard least at any time we should we let them slip so um i believe that god god wants you and me i know god wants you and me to finish our destiny in the volume of the book it is written of you to do thy will o god god has his plan your your destiny is not an afterthought When you miss your destiny if you missed your destiny last week God doesn't adjust his plan to fit your decisions God's plan for your life never changes he doesn't adjust to us he doesn't come down to our level and stay there he's always calling us up we need to adjust to him and so sometimes people say well why I don't know why all this is happening to me I go to church you know as if we're going to church to help God out. No, going to church is where we go to get fed, 
Um, and, and we need to hear and to listen to what God is saying. And, and um, it, I'm telling you, the Bible says a little leaven, a little compromise. And God's merciful. God doesn't whip us in the head because we're compromising. Uh, you know, but he will warn us. We were talked about that. He'll warn us and he'll give us a certain amount of time to deal with that compromise. And the Bible says a little leaven, a little yeast will leaven the whole lump. So I want to encourage you um, to, to feed your spirit um, in the things of God, in the things of holiness, and to exercise your prayer language and, 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 to, and, to, and to challenge yourself. Ask the Lord, Lord, because praying in tongues is sort of like lifting, lifting weights, lifting weights. Maybe you can only pray in the tongues for five minutes, 10 minutes. That's okay. Pray for five minutes, 10 minutes, but do it consistently. It can't be only on Monday and only on Wednesday. It has to, it has to be lifestyle. This is something you got to commit to. This has to be a lifestyle. And then you, and then, and then you pray. I remember before, a long time ago uh, when I was just a baby Christian, I said, I'm going to pray in tongues all day. And it was the hardest thing I did, but I cleared the house out and I prayed in tongues all day. It was, it was a tough thing to do. Uh, now I know a little bit more how to pray in the spirit. I've learned more how to come into the presence, how to be sensitive to the pre presence of the Lord. And in knowing, learning that, now I've learned that I've only just begun. And so life in the spirit, how would you like to be like Ananias? When God tells him, there's a man, his name is Saul, and he gave, he downloaded to Ananias. He gave him the guy's name. He told him the house he was living in. He gave him the address and he said, behold, he prayeth. You read that in Acts chapter nine. And so he went over there. And so God does that. God will give you people's names. God will give you addresses. Um, there's, there's, there's been people whose lives have been saved because somebody was praying in the spirit for them on the other side of the world. The Bible says that, that, that the eyes of the Lord look to and fro throughout the whole world. God wants to show himself strong in your life. Brothers and sisters, the best is yet to come. You just stay faithful. You stay faithful at your church. You serve in your church. You, you love your uh, husband. You love your wife. Uh, the Bible says you shall be rewarded if, if you faint not. And so don't be weary in well-doing. I know that sometimes it gets hard. And sometimes we, we feel like, man, I don't know how much more of this I can take. Well, my advice to you would be this, and I'll conclude with this in Matthew, where Jesus said, because all you need at that time, you don't need to pray harder. You don't need to work harder. You need to rest. The Bible says in, in uh, I think it's Isaiah 33, it says, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness, and not praying harder, but in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Don't strive, just learn to be still and to know that he is God. God is on your side and he will not fail you. You're alive right now because he's been there all the time. So we want to, I want to pray right now and uh, just believe God for you that you have an awesome time at church this Sunday. 
and, and that your week goes well and that you start getting some breakthroughs in prayer and revelation. Father, we pray uh, tonight, God, for those that are watching this uh, Facebook topic of praying in other tongues. And Lord, I pray that you release a mighty hunger and a strength and a, a, a empowerment of conviction that will come in, that's coming into our life even now saying, you know what? I don't think I'm gonna be doing that anymore after hearing this. I'm in a warfare. I need to be sober. I need to be vigilant. Lord, I pray protection for your people. I pray protection for their houses. I pray protection for them, God, as they drive in their cars in that crazy city with the traffic, Lord. Bring them to their jobs safely, to whatever they're going. Bring them safely to their destination and bring them safely back. Lord, if there's somebody looking for a job, let them have a divine appointment. Give them the job that they need. Lord, you're a good God, and we just pray your blessing in your peace, righteousness, peace, and joy upon your people. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So praise the Lord. It's been great to, to be with you today. We are also on uh, podcasts. I'll let Ryan tell you where we're at. Yeah, there. so you can find us on Anchor. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify. Just look up uh, Keeping It Real or The Way Medford Family Church. You should be able to find us on all your platforms. Take us with you to the gym, drive in your car, anywhere you can take a podcast. So you can always check us out on, we have some upcoming events. Uh, we have a backpack giveaway coming up next Sunday. So anybody that needs a backpack for your kids, if you're in the Medford area, uh, check out our, our Instagram and our Facebook for those. We also have a great uh, suicide awareness benefit concert coming up in November. So stay tuned for that. We got Kingdom Music coming. It's going to be an awesome time. All right. Have a good night. God bless you guys. Love you.